Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 528, December 30, 2020. This dreadful year is coming to a close. It was 51 degrees on this day in 2004 and 20 below on this day in 1973. We had a chilly uh, decade of the 70s around these parts. And now, from the mayor's office Still above the boathouse on the east shore, it's the week no one cares about anything. It's Garage Logic <laughs> with working on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. It's La John Hyde in the newsroom and occasionally Just sounds great. from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I, I have yet to commit uh, to my space management after this latest what? bit of snow. Yeah, I have to do that today. No, and it's boy, very light the, and fluffy. And the driveway is already horribly trampled down. Well, if you didn't, so, uh, if you didn't take care of the driveway, how did you get to work? Yeah, did you, what car did you? What fake car did you drive today? I got, I got, a, I got all wheel drive. We went to work today. We oh, went did. around and went you around took, a circle, uh, Maine to seventh, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, so over I to went Snelling. Around in a circle. Yeah, I got her covered. <laughs> super strain, super strain in Denver triggers questions. America daily death record peak COVID Texas. Someone dying of the disease every three minutes in Los Angeles. Vaccinated nurse gets sick a week later. Congressman-elect dead at 41. Uh, he had no underlying health issues. Mm. Suffered a heart attack from the COVID. Uh, Biden vows all-out fight. Super spreader event feared as Christian singer defies order for concerts. Nursing home patients dying of loneliness. <clears throat> Coffin manufacturers running out of wood. Uh, picking nose, very dangerous. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Not just out today. I, I, uh, the weight of this is hanging heavily on the shoulders of Americans, isn't it? It is. It is, Joe. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Uh, did you receive the text from one of our moles, Rook, the, the mole that we were talking about yesterday, uh, in regards to the uh, gathering of said events? Uh, yes. Um, I, yes, I did. Why don't you uh, clue me in? Well, uh, this mole you're very familiar with, but I think he wants his name uh, not included. He's not. Is he he doesn't a, need it, the limelight. Yeah. Is uh, he a government mole? Uh, he can be. He can All right. be. What, can what are we learning here? What, what so am I going to learn? An item for consideration, Reeves. You can't gather, however, the DFL can for swearing in new state senators. Uh, he also said he sent this to Joe, but pretty sure Joe won't read it anyway. May have overlooked it a little bit. Are you familiar with well, that? Well, the story? hell I won't. Of course I'd read it. Uh, uh, this is from a gentleman, a tweet from a gentleman by the name of Michael Broadcorp that I was alerted to by our mole. I've read the gathering requirements for celebrations and significant life events in Executive Order 20 103 issued by Governor Walls. I don't see how this event is permissible. It's frustrating as it sends the message that we're not all in this together. And it's talking about the inauguration day of Minnesota Senators set to take place on January 5th, next Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Well, aren't they going to have a legislative session? 
this says, we will be holding a ceremonial swear-in for the freshmen on the Capitol steps this Tuesday. Uh, it will be Okay, dis- that's, out, that's outside. All right. Well, it'll be distance and cold for those who like to attend. Also, it will be live-streamed yeah. here on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But still. Okay. How about this Kamala Harris? Ooh, boo, she the vice got president the, elect. Well, you know, Biden got it. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, go ahead. Uh, vice president elect Kamala Harris received uh, the virus. Uh, she happily posed for photographs while receiving the Moderna vaccine injection at United Medical Center in Southeast Washington, D.C. Harris had insisted in September that she would not receive a coronavirus vaccine developed under the Trump administration because she had doubts on whether he would streamline the process in order to improve his voter support. She said, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us, Harris uh, said to CNN. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump, and it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the efficacy and the reliability of whatever he's talking about, she explained. I will not take his word for it. She went on to say that the president was grasping for whatever he can to pretend that he's been a leader on this issue when he's not. Later in October, Vice President Mike Pence criticized Harris during the vice presidential debate for undermining public trust in the development of the vaccine. If the public health professionals, uh, professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it, Harris said during the debate. But if Donald Trump tells us we should take it, I'm not taking it. Well, you hypocrite, you just took it. Pence called her statement unconscionable and accused her of playing politics with people's lives. On Tuesday, Harris appeared to reiterate her anti-Trump, pro-science comments when she received the vaccine. I trust the scientists, and it's the scientists who created and approved the vaccine, Harris said. I urge everyone when it's your turn to get vaccinated. Republican Chairwoman Ronna Ronna McDaniel slammed Harris for hypocritically changing her position on the vaccine. Over the summer, Kamala Harris shamefully decided to play politics and undermine the confidence in a vaccine. Uh, Today, she was able to get one because of Trump's Operation Warp Speed. All right. Well, she, I find her really a difficult woman to find likable. Oh, no question. No Uh, question. I think even that. I know even people that have voted on the left said when she was early on, no, no. Well, look at her behavior just on the, remember it was the first Democratic uh, debate. Uh, debate, thank you. She was vicious. She was so, she was mean. But there's a, there's a. To Biden. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Okay, you have to be, you have to walk carefully, but. She has an overconfidence, and I'm not saying that because she's a female. It's an in-your-face. I'm smarter than you. Uh, I, yeah, yes. I know more than yes. you. Uh, very condescending. And that's she is the, condescending. And that's I think that's her worst tweet. A tweet. Um, <laughs> that is her worst tweet. That is her worst trait. It really is. But. If a okay, so who's the equivalent like that? A, a guy that would be in politics that would well, okay, well on I'm the flip the side, okay, right there, boom. And I think he is not but, elegant. But, but she's no, not elegant. You're That's right. what it is. And remember when uh, she and Pence squared off, and she kept saying, "Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking." Right. And he wasn't even interrupting her. No. But no. she was doing that for show. Right. 
I just I don't like her all around. But well, she and her husband uh, both got the vaccine, good. and to complain about such a thing as a losing battle, uh, I suppose uh, reasonable arguments can be made that the incoming vice president should be inoculated. I get that. I, I, there's nowhere to go with this except in this particular case. She's a dreadful, dreadful hypocrite because she did spend a lot of her political fortune ridiculing uh, Trump's uh, attempts to speed up the vaccine and and said she wouldn't take it if, if Trump was behind it. Well, he was behind it. He was behind hectoring these people to move faster than they've ever moved before. And uh, now, of course, she's going to take it, and she's just going to hand off her excuse to the idea that, well, I've consulted with Dr. Fauci and scientists, and they say it's okay. Mm-hmm. But Okay, you hypocrite. You're, you're just a hypocrite. And unfortunately, God forbid anything happened to Biden. I don't wish him ill. Uh, she's there's a fighting chance we're going to have her as president before this term's over. Oh, absolutely. But it goes back yeah. to what you had said from the onset of this pandemic in regards to Trump, Joe. Trump mm-hmm. just should have said we need to shut everything down, and they would have yep. kept everything open. Yeah. Trump didn't know how to play psychological games with people. <clears throat> uh, if he had demanded that the schools be closed, they'd all be open. Mm-hmm. Right. If he had demanded that every bar and restaurant in the country shut down, they'd all be open, including here. Who are you kidding? Including here. Yep. If he demanded that nobody should take this vaccine because we don't know uh, if we've conducted it safely enough and brought it to fruition too quickly, everyone would take it. Meanwhile, the uh, the city of Hudson, Wisconsin, is going to have their record day tomorrow night for New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and again, uh, wise counsel suggests to me that I personally wouldn't partake in that. I'm, I'm not staying gonna, home. I'm staying home. And I, unless I was working, I usually did stay home on, on New Year's anyway. Oh, that's an amateur's night, baby. It really that's is. An amateur's night. Uh, no, I, I, I look, if you apply garage logicianship to all the admonitions we have to wade through, Many of them, many of them can be found to have logic and wisdom behind them. I hope so. I, I've always I've always bought the idea that apparently you are the most vulnerable if you're in a closed room with people talking, period. There's there's where you're so so a crowded bar would be a closed room with people talking. I think that it would be wise counsel to not partake in that. I can't find any disagreement. And just and, because it's New Year's and everybody wants to send out 2020, don't start 2021 by spreading more. Get a bottle and, of champagne, some fondue, and stay home. And, and what we've learned is, I, I've used this since March. I know nothing more now than I did in March. There is no rhyme or reason to the effects this virus has on people. A 95-year-old can survive it and do a jig walking out of the hospital, and a fit 40-year-old dies. I, I, there's no understanding right. this. There's no understanding. Well, and unfortunately, I don't think the people that have been elected to handle this know any more than they did back in March. Do you? I mean, are no. you confident in that? What I'm not confident in, unfortunately, because I've been rooting for it to be to be efficient, we're already seeing that the vaccination distribution plans are not coming to fruition. It's it's they're all over the map. But can you, you know, CNN is running with this. They promised this, and now it's only this. Well, in September, 
uh, we didn't really know. We didn't know how to distribute what the – it has to be 90 degrees uh, below zero, frozen. Kept. I'm willing to cut people slack. I just want to get it out there. Let's get over the uh, – I'm pointing at you and you're at fault because that does nothing but create more um, – well, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, and uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb all say that the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed isn't unfolding quickly enough. According to a Tuesday NBC News report, approximately 2 million out of 330 million Americans have received a vaccine at the time of this reporting, and this is dated today. 2 million out of 330 million. Initially, Trump and Vice President Pence projected that 80% of Americans approximately 264 million people would be vaccinated by June. At this rate, however, reports say that the program will fall rather short of that projected goal. To meet that goal, a little more than 3 million people would have to get the shots each day, uh, the math shows. In September, Trump vowed that 100 million vaccine doses would be shipped out by the end of 2020. The outlet reported, however, that in December, as the first doses were rolled out, Operation Warp Speed's Dr. Monsef Salui cut that projection to just 20 million. On Tuesday, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, Pfizer board member and former Food and Drug Administration commissioner under the Trump administration, told CNBC that he doesn't believe the country will be able to deliver the 20 million doses that were promised this year. All right. Uh, Georgia, for example, just started vaccinating nursing homes yesterday, and the vaccine has been on the market uh, right now, been authorized for almost three weeks. So we're late getting there. Dr. Fauci told CNN, well, we certainly are not at the numbers we wanted to be at at the end of December. Biden on Tuesday echoed Gottlieb's remarks, saying we are grateful to the companies, doctors, scientists, researchers, and clinical trial participants participants in Operation Warp Speed for, for developing the vaccines quickly. But as I long feared and warned, the effort to distribute and administer the vaccine is not progressing as it should. Uh, Trump issued a statement in response. A portion of the statement said nearly 20 million first doses have been allocated to states for immediate delivery and administration at their direction, and this process is progressing rapidly. Hundreds of millions of doses have been secured to be delivered over the months to come. Uh, the president has used the defense pro. Production Act 18 times in, in conjunction with Operation Warp Speed and will continue to employ it wherever possible to accelerate vaccine manufacturing and save lives. In a statement, Operation Warp Speed spokesman Michael Pratt uh, told the outlet that there is an expected lag between shots going into arms and the data being reported. Uh, Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary Dr. Brett Giroir told NBC News that the reported 2 million shots given already is an underestimate. We were over the we were over the Christmas break last week even for hospitals that slows things down he said and that's only 15 days since the first vaccines were given. Uh, however, the administration still wants to expedite the vaccinations. Uh I would love to have everybody vaccinated by now. He said we'll have another 30 million doses in January, another 50 million doses in February, and that's going to add up pretty quickly uh, into impact, particularly on our vulnerable communities. Well, we got to it, it, here's here's the problem. What's the problem? We're, we're running down. out of time for the left to blame Trump for this. Uh, <laughs> he is to take some credit 
for he was the kind of guy who would look at a situation like this and say, what the hell takes you people so long to develop a vaccine? Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait 30 years. Right. Let's go. And even Osterholm has said the phases needed to construct a vaccine were being done simultaneously, which presupposes that in the old way of doing things, each phase was a, a distinct entity that would complete phase one. Okay, now we move to phase two. Now we move to phase three, and Trump was the kind of guy, you know, he was the bull in the china shop who said, well, the hell with that. Do them all at the same time. Let's go here. Let's go here. Okay, now, now it comes down to distribution, and I think we're seeing a couple of things. I think we're seeing uh, distribution problems. It would be my suspicion that they are indicative of a government that is so big that quite often the right hand does not know what the left hand is doing. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. The government is just too damn big. There are too many bureaucracies. There are too many channels. There are too many conflicting interests. And so here, you know, for all we know, for all we know, there's warehouses full of these vaccines. For all we know, 300 million people could be inoculated by June. But because of... Because of what? Because of a government so large and it has overlaying responsibilities. We're seeing the buck doesn't stop syndrome. Who, who is the guy who isn't there? Shouldn't there be one guy who said, I'm running this show. I got 14 trucks leaving on this highway. I got 15 trucks leaving on this highway. And I've got 48 planes leaving for out west today. Boom. Right, we have we don't, a czar. We need that, a czar. But that falls under the category of the one side is so unwilling to work with the other side, and that goes for both parties. Oh, of course, both. But but they're running out of time for these for these grandiose statements that this is Trump's fault. You know, President-elect Joe Biden, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and Dr. Scott Gottlieb all say the Trump administration's Operation Warp Speed isn't unfolding quickly enough. Okay, they're right. The warp speed did produce the vaccine. Now it's a distribution problem. And I, 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 because President Trump is still in office, it's his administration that ostensibly is responsible for this initial distribution. That's going to be handed off in 20 days or 24 days or whatever it is. And I've I never... Just lost, I just lost myself on the No, screen. we still got you. We still got well, you, I'm, I don't see it on my computer. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Don't yeah. get too distracted. We got you. But, right, but the whole notion of blaming Trump from the onset of this has been completely laughable. It's a global pandemic. Right. Trump, more than anything, truly has been the anti-politician. He... <laughs> I think that's why he was. I think that's why he was elected. He he has rattled cages. He doesn't play the game of these careerists on the third rail. He would if he could ever figure it out, but he he's never he's never played the game. Never played the game. Biden, what are you getting with Biden? He's a career resident of the rail, mm-hmm. a career resident of the of the third rail. And and best of luck to him, because in 24 days or whatever it is, this is his problem. And they can sit there and moan and complain all they want that it's Trump's fault that this isn't happening enough. But I bet once you break down why it isn't happening enough, you would discover a myriad of problems that have nothing specifically to do with President Trump. But he he's vilified because he doesn't. 
get off the golf course and say, I'm sorry that this isn't happening and what have you. That isn't him, and we, we all know that by now. And uh, That was my fantasy when he was elected, that he was going to rattle cages. I just didn't know he would do it in the style that he did it that I didn't care for. I thought he would rattle cages and he would run it like a business. Well, you know it, it, we may very well discover that he hasn't been a terribly brilliant businessman. True. I'll give you that as well. A lot of his failures he gets out of just by simply declaring bankruptcy. Right. You know, one thing is always going to be true, though, Joe, and you were, you were dead on. You were always right about this. You are really bad at math. Yeah. Did he do math? Did I miss it? 24 What did days. I miss? Well, you said 24 days. Let's, oh, whatever let, Let's try is. that again. Okay. When's the inauguration? January 20? January 20. Okay, that's 20 days. Okay. Plus, uh, t- uh, plus two. T- 22 days. Well, technically, today's the 30th. 21. It's <laughs> change. Tomorrow's well, the last not, day of the year. It's not technically the 30th. It is the 30th. Right. So there was only one day left of the calendar year of 2020. Okay, so 21 days I'm from going now. I'm 21, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take 21. There we go. Then, you know, Two good luck, Joe. Three, a derivative of nine. Sounds like you got yourself an audience today. Yeah, they're up there fooling around. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. But uh, but what's going to happen? It's going to be fascinating if it wasn't so deadly Grim. to watch. Yeah. What's, what's going to happen in 21 days? What's CNN going to do? They'll have, they, are, they won't complain about, if this continues... If this supply chain continues to struggle, they're they're not going to be capable of blaming Biden or holding Biden oh, accountable. Oh, heavens no. No. So CNN is going to continue to run with this by the way. You would ask the other day when 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 are they going to stop? They're not that's all they do on that network is it's a non-stop Trump rip fest. They're no, not going to stop. That. I get that. I get that. But what they're going to have to wake up on January 21st, and not much is going to be changed about this. People will still be dying. There's still going to be bumps in the supply chain getting it to the states. The states could be still falling up. And what are they going to do? Trump's going to be at Mar-a-Lago with his feet up. What right. are they going to do? Right. They'll still blame him, but that'll wear off yep. in, the, what, three, four, five days. I hope it should. No, I, I think they'll, they'll blame him for this well, well past inauguration day oh maybe that's my deal well that's the way they the professionals who live their life on the third rail have managed to live their life on the third rail Mm -hmm. never take any responsibility for anything so they'll just yeah they'll pass the buck back to trump that was his fault he didn't put enough uh, procedures in order for us to deliver this okay maybe that's true maybe it's not but we're seeing some failings in this once great country in many many aspects aren't we uh, the wealthiest nation in the world, soon to be eclipsed by China, the wealthiest nation in the world, we have endless lines of people seeking food at food banks. Uh, we're so poorly served by the uh, members of the Senate and the House that they can't agree on a stimulus package because all they're doing is playing a shell game with themselves. Remember what Lewis said, uh, Jason Lewis. He said, okay, if you want this, you know, Schumer's going to come to you and say, well, here's what it'll cost you. They're, they just keep playing games. And it, I had this deep thought the other day. It's almost as though they are reluctant to have to deal with anything. 
Yeah, You're right. Because there's there's always a crisis somewhere. It's day to day. There's what's the next hot thing that uh, the no. news. Well, remember, re- re- remember, Lewis said you, you tend to lead your life in 15 minute segments. You're always harried. And he made allusion to the fact that something we've been observing for years. These are people who choose to be important rather than useful. Yeah. And they and they much prefer pretending they're doing something than actually doing something. Well, bring it bring it locally. We said that about what's her name? Lisa Bender. When it got yeah. tough, she said, well, I'm just not going to seek reelection. Because your job got difficult. That's why you actually had to make big, big people decisions instead of, well, it's banned plastic bags. Yeah, it must be fun to, to, to leave your Georgian flat in Georgetown with your Starbucks coffee and, and, a, and, and a stack of files under your arm and walk to your tax-supported major league office with beautiful views, and you've got a staff of 16 people, and you're, and you're all pretending you're doing something. It must be wonderful. Playing office. But they're playing office. But when it comes to doing it, Oh, it's almost that they have to be dragged kicking and screaming to the floor to try to settle something. And as that happens, their role becomes decreased as the president, uh, whoever might be the president, and I find this a dreadful direction for the country to go, more and more the president just uses executive orders to get things done. Mm -hmm. Those are things that should have been ironed out in the House and Senate. The Senate is the uh, coffee, uh, is the saucer upon which the hot cup of coffee generated in the house has been placed. And the saucer is there to cool it off, uh, cool it down, and uh, 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 make it palatable for the nation. Mm. Who is the cream in the spoon? <laughs> Who would the spoon be? The stir-uppers? Or the people Stab that stir things up? Spoon. And you bring in the cream, and that spreads all over everything. There we go. And the it, sugar. It kind of dilutes everything. And then you're back to square one and so forth. <laughs> right? Yeah, and so forth. It's yeah, so something forth. like that. Wait a minute here. I'm no. going to try to click back on here. No, no, what back. you were trying to do, Rook, I think what button. you were trying to say was this. The police chief's role is yeah. to be able to have a vision of what it means for us to have a strong um, focus on what should police be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I don't need to hear him for a while, but never lose that clip. Oh, it's not going anywhere. Did you just take yourself out of the He sure feed? did. Okay. Apparently I did, and I, I don't know why that happened. You know, it's, it's you know, uh, it okay? I got a, I got a big okay? bug sitting here. Yeah, yeah, it's we're okay. 21 yeah. days before inauguration. We're, uh, we'll, we'll be okay. Is it still 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is really depressing, and this is supposed to be the week of party. Right, this and is party week. You know what? This is where you don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. You normally don't have to go to work because having a having a party this week is the least of your problems. I don't no, mean no, no, I don't no, mean no, having no, a party. No. I mean I want to fight for my right to party at right. home. We've always dubbed this party week. This the, is party the, week. The, the Rook is... and I have. It starts on December what? Rook twenty second, twenty third. Twenty second. Let's go twenty second because we're the start. day before your birthday. Yeah, we want to get a head start. And then it goes through the new year. You can stretch it out to January 8th or 9th. You know, if your son's birthday is January 8th, you'd be like, well, Gabe's birthday's coming up, so we gotta, we'll stretch it out to the 10th. There we go. And then we're going to pretend we're going to do a dry January, and we only make it to the 11th because that's the day after the 10th, and the cycle starts all over again. 38,000 vaccines have been given in Minnesota. 
Was that a good number? What 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 is that strikes me as low. That seems very low. Strikes me as low. Mm-hmm. Reavers, you were monitoring a press conference prior to the show. I was. Uh, I didn't really learn much from that press conference. It was with our state epi- ep- epidemiologist. epidemiologist. Thank you. Um, and it was just more of the same. I mean, basically, my conclusion from it, Joe, was those of you that think that there's some sort of light at the end of this tunnel, we're going to be living like this for quite some time. That's what I gathered from it. I, I, given, given that government has grown too impossibly large and given that government is occupied, not in all cases, but in many cases, given that government is occupied by people who just love to pretend they're busy, yes, we could never get out of this because we need people to take the bull by the horns. I'm on Who is willing to do that? Who? I thought Trump appointed a military figure to head this up. The czar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a guy that's, I don't remember his name, but I can see him in, in the news with his... He's got his fatigues on or his, his uniform on, and I think he called. They call him the Czar. Well, I can't. I can't recall his name. I'll look it up. We, used to, get milit- the, we if, used to. We used to get things done. Okay. If I here, I was just going to say this. If the if the government is involved, we really don't get things done. If the military is involved, there's a procedure. There's a plan. There's a playbook because everything they do, whatever branch of the military it is, they have a system. And a way to uh, not delegate, but uh, what is it, uh, a thing of command, a chain of command, and everybody has their part and they execute it. So maybe maybe there's too many governmental hands in this pot and they can't just distribute. Because if you're an Army four-star general or the czar and you say to your other generals, uh, get this to Mississippi, get this to Minnesota, Hawaii, and that's going to New York. Well, it's going to happen then. And what happens when it gets in the hands of the state, maybe that's where the problem is. Obviously, we were not prepared because I've heard um, people say vaccines have been thrown away because they missed their uh, temperature mark or they're too old or something like that. And I know that the state of Minnesota had to train people, which I agree with, but they should have been trained already. Well, a kid I used to have has already volunteered to administer vaccines and has never gotten a response to her volunteering because okay. she's a RN and all that good stuff. And this, yeah. So the state does? They get a lot of blame. I, I, you know, Governor Walls, I'm sorry, but you're the head honcho here. It's That's on you. And I, 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 I think you're a nice guy. I don't think you're mean, but I don't think you're executing this properly. And I'm not critical because I have a plan. I'm just saying the end result which is a reality, is not going as well as could be. Well, these are fourth-grade school teachers. The argument has been, since this started, is do masks work? Do lockdowns work? Obviously, all of us have our own opinions. So do the vast majority of our listeners. But it is tough to argue when you see the neighboring state of Wisconsin with far less restrictions than we have in the state of Minnesota, and for the most part— And fewer deaths. That's that's where I was going. And for the most part, the numbers are virtually the same. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have an answer. No. And we don't have, you know, Joe, when you say if somebody could pick this up and run with it, I, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. It, it could only 
I'm, I, 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 uh, I think I speak for many when I say, you, you guys ridicule me for pretending that I'm going to work. But I think people have to create ways uh, to bring some normality into their daily routine. And I, I was not built. I'm not genetically predisposed to sitting in a house all day. That's just not me. I can't do it. Well, I mock you, and we both made fun of you. But I'm serious when I say I'm glad that I can that I come in every day. Right. Because I would go insane, and I feel so bad for the people. You know, I have two young kids that are in school. My wife also has to go into work every day. I feel awful for the people that have had to basically stay at home distance teach with their kids every single day because I don't know how they're handling that. Yeah. And and I have great kids. They're really they're well behaved. They listen for the most part. Well. Um I've seen them. But I I can't imagine having, you know, f- four kids rook in your case and t- could you imagine having to distance learn with all four of those kids every day? No, if if you if you backtracked, you know, 10 years ago or or whatever it was, having all four of them at home and studying at different levels uh, my wife's pretty organized, but that would have been a task to uh, endure. And it's that added stress in these families that are already dealing with whatever it is, financial issues, health issues with loved ones. Uh, my God. Well, and you're, okay, you talk about your own kids. That's, that's a family with structure. The ones who are really losing right yep. now are the yep. families that don't have the structure. And these are, you know, first, second graders, third graders, fifth graders, sixth graders. That's when you're you're molded and you're yep. you're setting yourself up and they're they've lost a year or pretty much Plus, pretty close to right. Trump should have demanded in September that the schools be locked up. And every kid would be every in school. Every kid right would be now. in school right now. Yep. <laughs> okay, you're using me the rookie reverse psychology. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, it's Jedi mind trick. It's really um But here, I want to tell you something. Sure. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. Listen to this idea. Last week you mentioned that it is possible to use Grunhofer products as a form of payment. And without realizing <laughs> it, you created the newest cryptocurrency, meat coins. Meat Why coins. carry cash oh when you have God. meat coins? That's brilliant. Few double smoked hams, meatloafs, and some brats. Need exact change? Here's a slice of thick smoked bacon. I bet a slice <laughs> of jerky would per- fit perfectly into the ATM. Meat coins is a million dollar idea. Ponder that on your seven minute drive to work in the morning. <laughs> Sign Mo. Isn't that something? That's oh, brilliant. It's brilliant. I'm going to pay you. Rook, you'd accept payment. In- I had a janitor. There was a janitor at, at the school I went to as a grade school kid. Mm hmm. And the rumor was he got paid in packages of Winston's. <laughs> they paid him in smokes. I, I don't think that could be true because he oh, had maybe to that eat was part and of the have bonus. a family. But, but uh, hell, I would uh, gladly accept a meatloaf for, uh, you know, what do you want? What oh. do I, uh, what, whatever we're trading for, that's especially a meatloaf from Grunhoff. You know what's meat funny? Coins. You know what's funny, Joe? Oddly enough, I've already done this. When I, yeah. when I uh, acquired an elliptical machine, uh, from a guy I know. Right. I had to have help moving it into the basement at my house. Neighbor Dave came over. He was paid handsomely in a meatloaf. Really? Wow. Yep. And I bet he was just pleased as punch. Yes. Grunhofer's meatloaf, of course. Absolutely. Right? They're Absolutely. the best. The new one coming, Town Bowl. Uh, the brats, the steaks, the burgers, the jerky, the salmon, the seasonings. Spencer's adding on just to make more. They... Grind out a thousand pounds of meatloaf a week if they have to, because uh, GLers are taking it by storm. And you've got the great New Year's Eve 
weekend and New Year's Day coming up when we don't care what the temperature is as GLers, we'll be grilling. And why not put out a featured hors d'oeuvre of about 40 different brat flavors. How many meatloafs did that elliptical machine cost you? Did you get ripped off or what's yeah, going I got on? Yeah, I got a really bad deal on the yeah. elliptical. Well, well, but the guy got a good deal on the meatloaf. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. They've been great friends of ours since almost the very first day of the podcast. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's on Highway 61, of course, just north of downtown Hugo. I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year, and truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolutions. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution, and that is to save money. How's he going to do that? by handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. Their 16 companies assure Bob's success, not only just this year, but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeeds in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Your last sports visit of the year 2020. Yes, sir. You're, uh, you've got big New Year's Eve plans? No, I'm staying home, Pat. <laughs> Do we, we don't even get to watch Times Square this year, right? Be like well, they're doing plans. something. Because I know that I saw them putting the big ball together on, on Anderson Cooper and uh, Andy, uh, what's his name, Real Housewives guy, they're doing a, I don't know if it's CNN or where, where that is, or Bravo, but then I think there also still is a Ryan Seacrest, Dick Clark, some version of Rockin' Eve. Rock, New Year's Rockin' Eve, but I don't know what that's going to be. Time's Andy, Co- Andy Cohen, Cohen is my favorite man in America. Love him. I love him. He can make, he can make hundreds of millions out of nothing. He can create it out of nothing. It's incredible. He took that rotten... Bravo, which was running a bunch of reruns, and uh, turned it into this billion-dollar empire that uh, is all him. And then he sits and lets the gals argue with him uh, on the couch, and no, no, you know, he mediates with, with it, zero credentials. He no, mediates. He's, he's an agitator. Well, he's, true. A, he's, he's, an, he's the smooth. Uh, agitator of all time. He's, you know, some of us agitate with a sledgehammer. He <laughs> agitates with a little poke. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Andy, he's, he's, the, he's the big guy on Bravo, the executive producer. But I think Pat 
Oh, if, that helps me. Okay, yeah. thanks. If, if he's <laughs> Pat, if, if he's ever out, Jeez. if he's ever gone, I think with uh, with uh, some less gayness, you could do a wonderful job poking those real housewives of real housewives of winter. Why did you tell Janelle you were going yes. to the beach when you went to New York? Oh my God! He's the. We have this. We have this secret video of you badmouthing your friend. There it is. But uh, we don't want to cause any trouble. Right. <laughs> With all due respect. Yes. Joe, and a little Joe. background on him. Andy Cohen is the man that has created Real Housewives of New York, Orange County, all of this. Okay. Well, there's about 12 of them now, Joe, and none of them get along with each other. The... Uh, the, 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 when when they pitch a show, there's seven of them that come in and say, "Andy, we all hate each other. Can we have a show?" You know, Wait a minute, I've got an idea. Maybe we run it on Channel 45, Rook, the Real Housewives of Monday Night Sports Talk. Wow, <laughs> huh? You think there'd be controversy? Yeah. Well, they're supposed yeah, to be here just, at seven. They just sit around and bitch about their husbands. <laughs> Why don't we start a series called? Game of what? Flaws. There we go. <laughs> yes, we How did you? Well, that, that would be the the subtitle of the one that the gals were doing. Well, and it would be like a weekly checkoff list. I gained seven points in my Game of Flaws. <laughs> I did seven really stupid things. And then you go to the, whoever has the highest goes to the bonus round. I told her <laughs> she needs new tires, and she got mad at me. <laughs> Do we have any sports to discuss? Well, I was just yeah. going to say, based on PJ agitation Black. alone, yes. What NFL PJ team is PJ Black going to? The Detroit Lions. Oh the boy, Detroit Lions. Horse poop meets bull poop. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You got the worst franchise in sports with the biggest little tiny suit wear is skinny little suit wearing BSer. It'll be fantastic. No, there's a Tom Pelissero who's pretty credible. Uh, as the clubs are interested, some NFL teams are interested in PJ. Uh, How could that fly that, in the NFL? And, that... and I think Doogie Doogie's on that and says it's the Lions. Now, whether he can, here's the thing. There's two thoughts here, Joe. A, how can this guy possibly coach adults? Right. 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 But B. What do the Lions have to lose? <laughs> right. Know? I mean, why not? What the hell? We might as well try this. We've tried, you know, we tr- we tried a big, fat, ornery defensive coordinator from New England who wore a beard and hated everybody. So maybe we'll now go with the uh, young uh, BSer. So, I don't, oh, you I don't, don't find do you find this plausible? I don't. I'd say 20%, but uh, now I got to tell you, I have a pretty good source on this. Uh, Heather Fleck told a friend who then told a friend who then another friend who then mentioned it to somebody else who mentioned it to a friend of mine who texted me this morning that so and what she said was a year ago, PJ's goal was to be an NFL coach. Hmm. So this is pretty good. This is only like fifth hand. So right. Is, pretty credible. This, this is pretty damn good. It's Let's run with it well, now. And I know that, Pat, I know after you sent that out there, the Detroit fans are already responding. Just got ejected <laughs> from game 
124 or five in a row for standing and cheering at the end of the third quarter while we're on defense. All right, I'm going to end it right there. <laughs> yeah, so I would he, too. He goes yeah. off, yeah. yeah. PJ would get that guy back in the fold, man. He would be. Uh, he would. PJ would encourage to get him up and profanely swear for the defense to get going. He'd hire him as the uh, the modern day Ragnar, wouldn't he? Yeah, or the mascot. <laughs> That's right. Detroit Don. <laughs> And the oh, super fan. Yeah, it'd be too good to be true. It'd be unbelievable. Because the, the good thing is, he get he he'd get they play him twice a year. You know, he he'd come back. And uh, but uh, you know, Gopher the Gopher Gopher hole would be un, would be reading that you couldn't avoid for like a week. <laughs> but the uh, the the depression would have been would be fantastic if he were to get up and bail and be unbelievable. I think the handshake line between him and Zimmer after every game would be pretty good, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be. It would two guys from the same uh, background there and the same the same approach. <laughs> One guy saying our defense sucks, and the other said uh, we're waterball. He would say things like. Positivity is going to change this culture, period. When you get inside the football walls, you're going to have positivity hit you right in the face. (laughs) I'd like to see him make an NFL team read a book about poop. (laughs) How many, what percentage do you think would read that? What percentage of the team would read it? Not a lot, Rook. You know, 10, 12%. Positivity is going to hit you right in the face. How's that going to play in Detroit, which is a bit of a blue collar town, right? Yeah, you could say that. The guys that, the guys that, have jobs or blue collar, so uh, it'll. But uh, who knows? They they have no. They haven't had any idea what they're doing there for, you know, sixty five years. So why change now? Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it would be unbelievable, though. That the, the trauma of Gopher, poor sap Gopher fans would be great. You know what? Though it's a good thing Sid's dead because if he left, it would it would have killed him. So that would that would have been that would have been the end of him. Losing both Fleck and Holtz in his lifetime would have been too much. I still love that story. Holtz, Holtz <laughs> is leaving for Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chad, coming back from Arizona for the first time, seeing Sid months, gets off the plane, expecting a big embrace. He gets this moping old guy. <laughs> looks like he died and they said, What's wrong? Holtz is going to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So uh, and I guess that's the only thing we got. We got the Timberwolves back in form, Joe. They went uh, they went two and zero, and then Carl uh, Anthony Towns got uh, hurt, and then they played the Lakers without Anthony Davis, who's better than LeBron. And then they played the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, who might be the best player in the world, and they lost by a combined. Uh, I figured it out today. One two fifty one to uh, one ninety two. What's Oof. that? Two fifty one by uh, wow. fifty fifty nine points. They lost by a combined fifty nine points in those two games they played in L.A. So. They're back. Yes, they are. are. Are we are we getting uh, nearer to some bowl games that might be worth watching? Wisconsin's playing Wake Forest right now, but I don't know what's going on. But I, that's the uh, what's that one, Reavers? I'm gonna. Fi- I didn't Mayo. know there was a the game. The Dukes, on. the Dukes Mayo Bowl, Joe. Oh boy! Oh boy! 
Duke's mayonnaise is sponsored. Yeah, Duke's game. Mayo Bowl. It's tied up at 15 with 12 minutes left in the third quarter. Okay. Don't we got a cotton well, bowl tonight? Uh, let me look. Somebody playing? Yeah, I don't. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really focused in here on what's going on with the bowl. Oklahoma game. and Florida, I think. Oh yeah. Hey, way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, you. Uh, that's. Uh, one a lot of uh, a lot of individual players are bailing on these games too. Not the ones for the uh, you know the, the playoff games, but the uh, the ones that are actually for the playoffs. Here's here's what I love about uh, football in a global pandemic, boys. They just I just turned on in Wisconsin and Wake Forest, and the Wake Forest coach, and he's not alone because there's a lot of other coaches both in college and the NFL that have been doing the same thing. They're wearing the mask the whole time. But when the referee comes so they can yell at him, they pull the mask down. <laughs> right, right, right. When the spittle is really flying is when they take the mask down. Right, right. So just so you know. I, uh, go ahead, Seth. I'm having a hard time with the idea that we're going to ask the hockey youth of Minnesota to go out there with play, playing with a mask under their mask. And when you're telling me that uh, a mask, loses all of its efficiency once it gets sweated up. Uh, how many masks are we going to need for a peewee hockey game? About 4,000? Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's either play or don't play, but the idea that you got to wear a mask to play hockey is idiotic because everybody wears a face shield now anyway, right? Yeah, the, uh, the neighbor guy and I were chatting about this very thing the other day. He's got four kids that play uh, that play hockey, and he said, "You know what's a good business to be in right now? Nylon. They he bought <laughs> he bought four. I think they were Under Armour uh, face masks for the boys to wear. They were thirty five bucks a piece. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Well, they can't use these little blue things like I wear. No, they would disintegrate playing hockey. Yes. Wow! <laughs> it's uh, it's unbelievable. Plus, I, I've never get... liked the air in indoor rinks. It's uh, I need to breathe. I just." Uh... Oh my God! I find it troublesome. There we go. Maybe that's what they should have done. So you don't have to wear a mask, but go back to playing outside. You yeah, yeah. Well, Get Joe, the back outside. Pat, you should know that you know Joe's talking about not liking the uh, the smell of the air in the indoor rink. Uh, what he does prior to going to work is he takes a little seven minute. Uh, fantasy drive in whatever car he he can imagine himself on, driving around the streets of St. Paul as his drive into work. That's his commute. So Pat, maybe, I leave the house to get the top of the hour news, and I pretend yeah. I'm going to work. Then I swing back home. Not messed up not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I, I don't think that's bad at all. I don't either. It's a good. It's uh, I, I rarely listen to the radio in the house, so I've got. So you got to be in the car if you want to. I agree. I agree. See, we <laughs> great right. minds think alike. So that's the equivalent of going for a Roycey walk. Yeah, top kind down of. around the lake. I get yeah. you. Say, so, Joe, you mentioned the bowl games tonight. We should, for um, just to be one hundred percent accurate, we should give its proper due. The Duke's Mayo Bowl is being played right now between Wake Forest and Wisconsin. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl <laughs> has been canceled oh, no. in Nashville, yes. Tennessee. And then uh, who called us? Somebody uh, who, who? Oh, that was the one. Wasn't that one? Iowa was supposed to play in that one, and uh, whoever they were playing uh, said no, thank you. All right. Well, then tonight, as Joe said, it's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic between yeah. Oklahoma and Florida. 
that's a little early for the uh, for the one of the, uh, the six bowl the big six bowl games to be played. But the Cotton Bowl, uh, the the same stadium that's hosting the Cotton Bowl, Joe, is hosting the Rose Bowl. Right. Because uh, they didn't play in Pasadena, so I suppose that's one. Re- Maybe they moved it up because of that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, my my sports watching, which should be at an all time high during the pandemic, is at an all time low. Right. I just, I just yeah, I just don't care. Really. Hey, did you watch the Queen's Gambit? Yes, pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Like She's Bobby Fisher, you know. I, you're trying to figure out who the Bobby Fisher character is. It's her. Yeah. She's uh she's not quite screwy enough to be the Bobby Fisher of our youth, but uh She's pretty but, goofy, uh, Pat. She is she is she's yeah, she's fairly goofy. But yeah, it was kinda of fun. Yeah. Have either fun. one of remember you when, remember when we cared about chess, whether we beat the Russian or not, whether yeah. this crazy young kid from New York could beat uh, Boris Spassky. Uh, right. The nation right. was transfixed. Right. So. Have either one of you guys uh, watched The Tudors? Never heard of it. No, I don't care. I hate, I hate anything. You know what? It's Henry VIII. It's the story of Henry VIII. I don't There's... like anything that doesn't have electricity and plumbing. You know, oh, there I, is, yeah. There's not. There's I, don't, I, don't like the, I don't like the fact that they're <laughs> Peeing in pots and stuff like that. I I don't like any show like that. You're rooting I for want, hygiene. I want hygiene. That's right. I want hygiene. I want, everybody tells me how peaky good peaky blinders is, and I said no. They got, they got terrible hygiene. I'm not watching it. Well, just, nobody's ever showered up. They're uh, you know it's terrible. To save yourself from that, then I'll just let you know. I can summarize it. They were good. Henry VIII had some good executioners. He had some good torturers. <laughs> These guys really were, uh, they were polished. He now, did he really think that when he went, went to meet the Lord, that he was going to get excused for, like, killing six different wives? Did he really think that he was that powerful? He declared himself you, supreme. He did, uh, you, just, just below you God. You ain't getting past God after just... Ruthlessly killing a bunch of wives because you get bored with them. I don't. Think I don't think you do either. No, and no, he, that in, ain't happening. In last night's episode, he just um, he just cut off the head of his seventeen-year-old uh, bride because she had been promiscuous, which is he's, all he, he did during his whole entire life. Did he have anger issues? Yes, and uh, he had a bad leg. He had a yeah. bad leg wound that yeah. kept, you know, never really healed. And uh, what did he need for that wound? Uh, unguent, um, <laughs> ointment, um, you know, the doctors had come and bleed it out, and uh, it, that was pretty rough. That was another, that's, I'm glad that as we deal with this pandemic, that the doc doesn't come over and say, come on over, I'm going to bleed you out a little, put some leeches on you, that'll fix it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> My dad would have... I don't want any movies if that's what their cure is. Okay, you know, leeches. I don't. Yeah, no, no thanks. But my dad would have been a good doctor way back when because he would have had an ample supply of ointment. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your dad to watch uh, CB Strike if he can. It's a it's a detective series from. Uh, I'm writing it down. Uh, England, London. I don't know if he can find it, but the guy's got one. The guy's legs chopped off at like the knee. Your dad might uh, be able to. Oh, he'd love uh, that. He would. Uh, he would share compassion with that. <laughs> yeah, CB strike. 
CB strike. All right. Sorry. What is it, Matt? CB strike? I can't hear you. Yeah, I was going to say. I got no, chance, one, no of the, shot. one of the requirements that will have to be that he's got to listen to it at full volume. Yeah, right. The whole apartment building knows what the hell he's watching. <laughs> Turn off that West. So you've never been a big drinker like I was at one time, but did you ever get, did you, did you ever feel the need to go out on New Year's Eve and get full of whiskey or no. party or something like that? When's the last time you did that? Boy, it's got to be 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> I have no I desire. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I, I do feel sorry though. I, I was at, I was at Costco today and I was driving by some of these restaurants that are closed and New Year's Eve's coming up and they're not going to be able to sell anything. It's no. unbelievable. No. I take it you're, yeah. you're not going clubbing, you're staying home. Yeah, I think we're going, I don't think. We're going dancing this year. I think no. we'll skip that. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. There must be a. I don't even know who's playing football. Is that the day? Is New Year's Eve? No, New Year's Day is the day the two semifinals are played. Right. right. Correct. So, yes. Well, we'll have a great. Uh, let's hope for a better year for us, Patrick. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see what they see now. We've we've had how many people? Twenty thousand vaccinated here. That. Minnesota, thirty-eight thousand in Minnesota, thirty-eight thousand. Let's go! Come on, let's get her going. Let's get her rolling here. Come on, I agree. Let's, let's get her rolling. That was a much calmer response than the one that you had on Monday. So I'm very proud of you. <laughs> but Pat, it, um, it dropped below the ninety degree below zero. I don't care. Take a chance. Uh, punch yeah. it in. Her. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's run with it. That's yeah. This one's this one's been out in the sun. Okay, give you a shot. <laughs> then only give him half. <laughs> All right, lad. 2021. Let's let's do something. Let's, All right, let's, very good. Let's, let's enliven our lives here. God All right. You. One way you can enliven your life in 2021 is get to EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and get your electric bike for another summer of probably lockdown riding. Damn. Huh? Man, the Popstar and Rockstar 750W Fat Tire electric bikes are still there. The uh, Great prices on all Bintelli scooters and e-bikes, all the scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, great Yamaha clothing, helmets and apparel, uh, great service department, great people, great recreational equipment for kids, youth snowmobiles and youth ATVs and all kinds of stuff that can get those kids in trouble. Of course, right in your own yard. I'm not suggesting they get in trouble out in public, but right in your own yard, really fun stuff. And now that winter's here, full line of Yamaha snowmobiles and Yamaha motorcycles. and It's just been a great, great one-stop recreational center for GLers as they're making their runs up and down Highway 61. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Fellas, got a great email from Tom that said, Reeves, uh, first off, Merry Christmas to you and the GL crew. Thanks for the recommendation of Chill Boys. Bought gifts for all three of my sons for this holiday season. Uh, thank you, Tom. And he also went to, to chillboys.com and yeah. he checked out their entire selection of bamboo boxers, bamboo boxer briefs, performance boxers. Also, check out their selection of performance t-shirts and sunglasses and so much more. Uh, the best part about placing your order at chillboys.com is all orders 
that are over $40, well, you're in luck. Those ship fast and free throughout the entire country. They have been such a wonderful find for us here in Garage Logic. And you can also deal with the best customer service team around that's led by Julie, of course. Uh, place your order at chillboys.com. And please, when you do place that order, please let them know that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic podcast. Damn right. This unfortunate story uh, needs to be mentioned only because it reinforces our belief that the people we've managed to elect and their desire to decriminalize uh, too much behavior is resulting in terrible, terrible tragedies. Are you guys aware of the two-year-old boy oh who my God. Yeah. Yep. killed himself, uh, got a hold of a gun in the bathroom and... Figured out how to pull the trigger the day before Christmas Eve last week. Do you say kill himself? Because that sounds like it was intentional. No. Uh, accidentally shot Accidentally him. pulled the trigger. Right. Uh, the Ramsey County Attorney's Office charged Earl Williams, a 39-year-old who lived in the North End Department with manslaughter and possession of a firearm by a felon, according to a court document made public this week. Uh, the child's name is... Uh, Jace Demir Wilson. Jace's mother arrived at the building on Rice Street between Winnipeg Avenue and Atwater Street when police and paramedics were there and reported she had received a frantic phone call from Williams, who told her she needed to come home because Jace had shot himself in the head. My God. Williams said he left a gun in the bathroom and the boy got to it, according to the complaint. He said he was going to have one of the women's daughters call the police and he had left the apartment when the woman called back. He then stopped and stopped answering when she tried phoning him again. Jace's sister, who was watching television when she heard the loud bang, reported she was scared when Williams told her to stay where you are. Before Williams left, he told the girl to call 911. She estimated 10 minutes passed between the time she heard the gunshot and Williams left the apartment. Oh, my God. Surveillance video showed Williams walking out of the building while on his phone, getting into a vehicle, and driving away. Police did not find a firearm in the apartment. Here's the part that's troubling. Williams isn't allowed to possess firearms or ammunition due to prior felonies. He pleaded guilty to separate cases in Ramsey County in 2019, possession of cocaine and receiving stolen property, and was on five years supervised probation. One of the conditions was that he not possess firearms. He'd also been convicted of attempted armed robbery with a gun, aggravated sexual assault, and manufactured deliver of controlled substances. Police thought Williams fled Minnesota, and he was believed to be in Iowa, according to the complaint, which was signed on Thursday and sealed until he was in custody. He turned himself into the police on Christmas night and was booked into the Ramsey County Jail. Williams made his first court appearance on Monday. The county attorney's office requested bail be set at $500,000, and Judge Joy Barcher set the bail at $250,000. Still not enough. Wait, what? They re... He should he never have been out. Should have never been out at the, in the beginning. He should never have been out. Did he have any setbacks in his life, or I'm sure he that did. would make him not uh, not want to sure stick around did. with that poor child that's no longer with Are us? Are we going to, at some point here, Joe, have to add the judges in both Ramsey and Hennepin County to that rail that we always talk about? Of course, because this is this is getting absolutely ridiculous. The unwillingness to prosecute these criminals is making life... Making it tough on two-year-olds. But even 
even people trying to lead their everyday lives are being affected by by these criminals. Right. And why why these judges don't understand that is beyond me. What what's in it for them? Is is it them? You know, displaying their wokeness is that what this is? I have no idea. Well, he's thirty. He's thirty nine. Correct? Isn't that what I read? Yes. He's yep. thirty nine. So in his his last oh I don't know uh, let's just say thirty five years he would know that you do not play with a gun and you do not leave a you do not leave a gun out because somebody could get hurt. And the fact that he left the gun in the bathroom with a two-year-old around, that's going to be a magnet for a two-year-old to go, oh, what's this? It's so... It's pro- it'll be very interesting to see what becomes of this fellow. Well, hopefully he's put away for forever. With, that's, with his that's, pro- that's really unlikely. He'll probably, he'll probably be saluted as a hero for having turned himself in. Right, on Christmas Day as the yeah. snow was lightly falling. Yeah. Uh, it, it's... This guy there's, has got to be punished. There's no, there's no more to be said about it except be careful what you wish for, uh, uh, particularly you activists who wish to decriminalize virtually everything. Well, there is one more thing, though, and, and, and it's that the initial parameters set forth on him were uh, he's on probation, however, he's not allowed to. Well, you're making the assumption that this career criminal is going to follow the rules. And what example has he given you that leads you to believe he's going to follow the rules? Apparently nothing. Tom Bonet has a great analogy here. Joe, on Tuesday's podcast, I heard you discussing the failed academy, and you cited several examples of white males predictably being excoriated by those in the halls of, of academia. I was thinking about this topic recently and came up with an analogy. To me, turning one's back on the accomplishments of our forebears, yes, many of them white males, is akin to an airline pilot getting a jumbo jet into the air. A hundred switches and dials, endless calculations at the mercy of the elements, tons of steel and miles of cable, all the while hundreds of lives hang in the balance, and somehow this behemoth climbs to 30,000 feet due to the pilot's efforts. Then, once at cruising altitude and with the autopilot switched on, there's a knock on the door. A child wants to visit the cockpit. The kid walks in, sits behind the controls, scowls at the pilot, and says, you are no longer needed here. That's a great analogy. Wow. A great analogy for the way the failed academy is turning its back on those who came before us and built this country that has provided us with so much comfort. Could, could we take a slight time out for a water break? Oh, you need to grab a glass of yeah, water. Let's do that. Yeah. I need Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Ruck, got a question for you, bro. I'm right here. So on a day before, since this is, of course, the week that we've always dubbed Party Week. Yep. Day before New Year's Eve day, you want to nestle in tonight, maybe watch a college bowl game. What are you mixing up for from our friends at Harmony Spirit on a nice cool winter's night i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what one thing i'm bummed out about is i did finish off that that bottle of vodka it really sounds i didn't do it in one sitting didn't so last very long huh? lay, lay off i did not do it it was it was several sittings but um right next to that is that barrel strength whiskey oh and then there's the rum so i'm thinking i i, I really I, i'd like to make my bride who's not a huge uh, booze drinker a nice warm toddy drink so i'm looking for a nice 
warm rum recipe that I could. She doesn't like strong drinks like these. Just look it up on the Google. Really? Yeah. What do you have? You got anything for me? <laughs> no. Harmonyspirits.net, by the Put way. Put it in the microwave. What's coming up on the ride? Is their website. Make sure you register for that newsletter. Every single month, they are going to draw some lucky listener. And boy, by the way, GLers have been the recipient of this in the past for a free bottle of Harmony Spirits. And you don't have to you have to pay anything. It's free to sign up. Uh, also, check their Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits, for upcoming tastings and events. And hopefully, we can get back to some normalcy with that uh, in 2021. But thank you to Harmony Spirits for being a proud supporter of the Garage. Logic podcast this calendar year. Go into your local liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. Yeah. Howard Clary's uh, wants us to know how he was treated by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. Nice. Uh, as a GLer, I've happily gone there at your urging for the usual nuts and bolts of life. I've always been sold on the convenience and the service. Good tidings and cheer were not to be mine on Christmas Eve day. After our recent blizzard, rather it brought about an argument with my occasionally finicky 45-year-old snowblower that wouldn't fire up. To top it all off, its electric starter elected to die that day I'd had enough. Needless to say, there's a tapestry of foul language that will hang in the Twin Cities atmosphere for generations. It's like a Christmas story. I'd never considered shopping for power equipment at Fratelloni's. I always assumed that the big box stores would always win on price. Nevertheless, I checked it out, and Fratelloni's actually came in a few dollars less expensive. So I called up my, locals, my local Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and spoke with Cindy about snowblowers. I made the decision, asked her to put my name on a Toro 824, 8-horsepower, 24-inch dual stage. I asked her if she wanted my credit card info. She said no, just like that, like she'd known me for years. She said I could get it taken care of when I came in to look at it, which I did later that day. Merry Christmas to me. I could go on and on about the experience, like the fun conversation I had with the gentleman who helped load it for me, or that my purchase included disposal of my old blower, or the satisfaction that I'm helping to keep a local business that hires my neighbors in operation. Yep. Nice. I would have gotten none of this at a big box store. Service, attention, real people, quality products at competitive prices. I'm a fan of Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. And Mike, if you're listening, thanks for sponsoring GL. Merry Christmas and may the new year bring blessings on all of us. Best, Howard. Isn't that nice? That's fantastic. That. And you know what? I, I've noticed this. And Rook, you have a son that worked for Mike. Mike does first job. a very good job of hiring good people. Uh, and people that are right in the neighborhood, obviously. Yes, but he'll 16, 17, 18. I mean, young uh, students that are in high school, uh, college students. There were McAllister students, UST students that were hired. Uh, they really do a fine job. And Matthew said that was the best first job he ever had just due to the fact that yep. he learned so much. I go to Fratelloni's. This, this is the straight dope for one reason. I get instant help if I need it. Yes. I have wandered around big box stores till I'm tired. Right. And I can't find anybody to ask a question. Well, That's look at Royce's case. Royce yeah. had to, Royce brought in his old furnace filter and drag it around the big box store before he was finally able to find some help. It goes in this way. The arrow points in this side. Brought it with him. Carried the damn thing into the store. Dragging yeah. debris all over yeah. the aisle and stuff. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India. It's on this date in Minnesota history, December 30. They come to us from Mumbai, India, courtesy of Tom Lyman. Uh, on this day in 1948, Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra conductor Dimitri Mitropoulos announces that he has taken position with the New York Philharmonic. 
Antel Dorati is hired to replace him. Hmm. On this day in 1977, legendary sports broadcaster Halsey Hall died at his Minneapolis home at the age of 79. Known for his cigar-smoking, whiskey-drinking style, Hall was broadcaster of Twins games for many years and the first to use the phrase, holy cow, during a broadcast. He also coined the adjective golden to describe the University of Minnesota's sports teams, Halsey Hall. Huh. Yeah. I knew Halsey. He was a wonderful curate. I never met him, but uh, he's a Started himself on fire once in the radio booth. What? Oh. Yeah, his cigar ash started his coat on fire. No! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there. You know what? You know what's cool. Uh, and and CCO did this when for sports first kind of went away, and they had to fill programming. But listening to old broadcasts, especially of baseball games, mm-hmm. is such a wonderful treat. Mm-hmm. Where it's got the um, the little little static. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not it's, perfect, perfectly clear. They were doing uh, the old the '87 Twins World Series games with Herb, and I I oh, I, I basically that's what started the. The long Reavers ride home because I just wanted to listen to the game, so I just kept going. I just kept, just kept driving. driving well, I, I would have, I would have loved to have heard some games from the '60s. That's what I mean. I wonder if there's an outlet that that'll allow me to do that. I'd love to listen to those. Everything's out games. there on the Google. You can find it. Oh yeah, you can get yeah. her out there. Yeah, you can. You can do it. Speaking of which, you can get this out there too. You can Google a whole bunch of restaurants in your metro area. Google is just that efficient that it will pull up. Uh, your zip code, whatever city you're in. And Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning, they want to remind you to support those local restaurants. They're going through some tough times. You're getting takeout from them. They appreciate it. You're dropping a tip there. They appreciate it. Of course, right now, we can't get in those Minnesota restaurants. we got to eat outside. That's okay. Try it. It might be fun. It might be fun to go get a burger and fries somewhere or a club sandwich and you're eating in a tent. It might be chilly. might not be the greatest experience, but you're going to remember that for years, and those local restaurants are going to remember that for years. Restaurants like... Uh, how about Heather's over in Minneapolis? Hope Breakfast Bar in St. Paul. Bennett's Chop and Railhouse Oh, also. Joe, Double Pepper Supreme is one of the best burgers you will ever have in your life. Where's this? Bennett's. Oh, I like Ben. I've been to Ben's many is, times. It's a great chop house. Me, I've been there many times. Give me the name of the burger again. A double pepper supreme. Oh. It's it's it it the ju- the juice of the burger. Here it's we it's go. steak burger. Here we go. So the juice of the burger, you get it medium, and it is just like it's any uh, wonderful fine restaurant you get. I, I get very excited about. You know what about I love it. about you it's the my most. Favorite. The way your face lights up. As I, that's why I saved Bennett's for last, because I knew you were going to have a great recommendation because you mentioned Bennett's before. And it's a fa- it's Joe Bennett. He does a wonderful job. St. Paul guy. Uh, Volk. He's on the Volk side, by the way. Nice. And uh, and he that's would... That's the only side to be on. That's the only side to be on. <laughs> and he would welcome your takeout orders at uh, Bennett's Chop and, uh, Railhouse. And also, don't forget about our friends at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. They are now doing takeout seven days a week. We've been mentioning them for months. Now, that fantastic Scratch Midwest Kitchen is available seven days a week for takeout. Tell Todd you heard about them here on GL. Their entire menu is available online at 30bales.com. Ray N. Welter reminds you that if you need any heating or air conditioning needs during, not maybe this season, but maybe spring, summer, remember their name. They're a family business. They've been listening to Garage Logic for decades. Ray N. Welter Heating and Air Conditioning. Check them out at welterheating.com. Bruh. Thanks, GLers. We'll see you tomorrow, though, for the last show of the year that has lasted longer than any other year in the history of the world, 2020. Let's see. Tomorrow's the last day of the year. That'll be day 
2,450 of two weeks to slow the spread. That's right. I, I believe so. that's that's what it is. And also, tomorrow's the last day uh, to download the PodMN app and make yourself eligible for that autographed Garage Logic flag. Oh, fantastic. Then you have to do that. But 2020 has brought us so many changes, but... One Good thing, riddance. Uh, one thing stays the same during 2020. And What's that? I'm about to partake in that tonight. So <laughs> we're uh, we're we're just we're rolling on through. But uh, we're gonna make it, folks. We gonna make it. Check out PodMN on your smartphone. Check out PodMN.com if you've got a computer to find out some podcasts. If coronavirus COVID's got you down, PodMN gonna bring you up.